In this episode, I conclude my conversation with soul healer Andrea Garwood. We talk about the importance and dangers of self-love. Although I believe self-love is necessary to fully love others, it isn't fully love until it's given away. Love just isn't effective unless it's expressed and passed on to someone else. By the way, I noticed when I re-listened to this episode that I used the word Jack in a weird way. I apologize to all the people named Jack out there. Let's rejoin the conversation, shall we? Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. You know, um, one of the most powerful things for me was just knowing the intention of God for my soul, that it was, you know, again, meditating on how it was for Adam and Eve, like the full intention for God, uh, uh, for us to be at peace, like total peace and comfortable in our own skin, and that he does want our soul to be saved and healthy and you know, just so at peace where you're able to receive and to give. And I just, I just love that. Um, you know, I'd like to say, um, you know, as a, as a former Catholic and part of me just loves my, uh, Catholic upbringing. So I think I'll always kind of identify partly as a Catholic, <laughs> but you know, and, and I appreciate my Catholic upbringing, but one of the things that was, at least in my household and the way I was brought up, and I know a lot of Catholics who are brought up the same way, is that it was kind of a virtue to abase yourself and to think less of yourself. And so it led to this self-loathing, uh, but it was, it was looked at as a great thing. And so it caused a lot of damage in me. And as I started to heal with God, God, I started to see that he wanted me to love myself. You know, the, the scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. And I was pleased to hear, you know, that God wanted me to love myself and I had to learn how to love myself and all that. But in this, in this atmosphere, you know, I'm talking about since 2020 and now mental health is like now at the forefront of a lot of conversations and it's the focus, there's a weird thing happening where there's an imbalance, I feel. Mm. And some of that self-love, a lot of that self-love is turning toxic to the point where I had to turn off certain Christian leaders on my, on my social media because I felt they were perpetuating that weird culture. And mm. I couldn't put my finger on it. I could not put my finger until I, I, I started talking about it with God. And I think like self-love is good mm -hmm. until, until you get to the point where you love your life so much that you can't lay it down anymore. Yeah. You know, 
because we're supposed to lay our lives down. And I want to read some scriptures to you that I was reading this morning. And I'm going to jump around uh, Romans 12 because I'm not going to read the whole thing. But um, it got me thinking. As so in verse 2, it says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly, inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you, empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. And when I, when I read that, I thought about the culture that is being formed of self-love. This yeah. self-love, division, everyone, it's causing so much division. Like I hear these pastors saying, you know, like, oh, these people weren't meant for you. They're against your calling. Get rid of them, you know, and all that stuff. And I believe in boundaries, but it's a different spirit. Because let me read on. Um, in verse um, three, it says, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement. And then you will see the true value with an appropriate self-esteem. And I think what's happening is as people are practicing self-love, they there's an imbalance with their self-esteem. Um, verse 10, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Verse 13, take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as guests in your home, speaking blessing, not cursing, over those who reject and persecute you. Mm -hmm. 16, live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as, a mind, as mindful of another's worth as you are your own. And then finally, I, I read in verse 17, never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Now, so I read this because there has to be a balance. There has yeah. to be a way to self-love ourselves, to set boundaries, but not think of people as the enemy and not treat them a certain way. Because I, I what I'm seeing is like, oh my gosh, people are cutting people off to the point where it's just so disruptive um, there's a way we could set boundaries and separate ourselves from other, one another while respecting their worth. And I love, I love the the um, where it says, um, I don't think I read it here, but it, it's uh, I'm going to uh, paraphrase it. It says, "Be aware of another's worth as you as you are your own." Right. And 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 so there's got to be a way where we could be aware of our worth while still in respect, still respecting the worth of someone else. I, what do you think? I just kind of thought out loud, but do you think there's some an imbalance and what are your thoughts? Okay. Um, well, I, I think the intention of the scripture, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. It's, it's encouraging self-love as a springboard to love others. Mm -hmm. So I, where, where are, um, where we get, caught it up and i think why for so long the church would teach you know you should you know pride it's pride when you love yourself and that's right. not a good because i think sometimes people look at self-love and they kind of get stuck at loving yourself and not understanding that it was a springboard in order to love others right yes 
people. It's so for, meaning love yourself so that the thing that I've called you to do, which is to love others, love people, love God, love people, love others, right? So that right. every every Christian's motto is to love God, love people, love others. Love self, meaning love self, love self is part of that. In order to love other people, I have to learn how to love me first. So a lot of times I believe in, in our Christian culture, we have not been told to find a way to love who we are. And the more we are more like Christ, the more that we should be loving even more of who we are, right? As he's allowing us to be transformed each day. Right. But it's the springboard to loving others, not so that we can be this narcissistic community that is just looking at me, 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 and whatever it is that I want is the only thing that matters and how I value. I, I try to think about how any decision that I make, John, will affect everyone else. Even when people, um, should I say this? Should I even talk about this? Because uh, I am, obviously they've hurt me. I should talk about it. But I, I even go to the degree of saying, what value would it bring? And how would that be helpful? Because if it is going to create harm for someone else, I probably shouldn't be doing it. And so it, in today's culture, I think it's part of what the Great Reset did too. There's so many people that just focused on what they wanted to do. And that's all they did all day long for months at a time. And so what they want is all they focused on. I know families that were broken up that, you know, one of the persons in the home said, you know, uh, I don't really like you anymore. I'm spending some, all this time with you and I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else instead of here. And when you spent all these years in a marriage and in an instance, you decide you're going to do what you want to do, how do you want to do it, and not thinking of the family. So I think there's a, 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 a dangerous, dangerous level of narcissism. And, and I'm throwing that word around, and I think it's overused in our culture today. So, it absolutely yeah. is. It absolutely is. Let me but, but the, sorry. What's that? No, I'm sorry. I, I totally agree with you. I, I see people calling everybody narcissists. And, and, and it's what's interesting is that the people, a lot of people who are saying, saying narc, calling people narcissists, I see levels of narcissism in them. Exactly. And and that's the that's the thing that I, I think we have to be careful not to overuse that word because narcissists it, narcissism has to do with extreme self love, right? It has to do with with, you know, everything is has to be about me and I'm going to skew everything in my life to make sure it looks like me, right? It, it's gonna benefit me. And and just because you have narcissistic tendencies doesn't make you a narcissist. So let's just um, let right. me use a different. Um, I am talking about self-focus, right? It's the enemy. Um, when Satan fell from heaven, is why he wanted to be more like God. It was about him obtaining this high point and wanting to be better than, uh, bigger than, more worshipped than God. And so um, it, that's really the root of it. Is 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 uh, inflated sense of self-importance and wanting to be bigger and better than. And so that's at the root, I believe, of every selfish decision, right? Every selfish act. And so in today's culture, we understand that 
that self-love doesn't mean that you are not loving others. It means let that be the springboard to say, my gosh, God said to love people like I love myself. And if I value, if I value my thoughts, my feelings, my ideas, how I live my life, then I won't hurt my neighbor no matter what they bring to me because I have to love them the same way that I'm loving me. I have to love the person who just cut me off in the road the same way that I'm, if my aim is to be like Christ, they were a right. Christ, but yet his, his springboard, he loved himself, but he loved being obedient to his father more. We came to love others to die for the cause. And so because they spat on, we spat on him, we beat him, we, he bled because of us. He was tortured and he, because of his love, right? for himself, for God, and, and obedience to God, that he was able to lay down his life and say, I'm going to love them like I love myself, my life, and I'm going to give my life for them. And so if we would purpose to allow the self-love that we have to be that sacrificing for others, right? So we're going to not be, you know, if somebody cut me off in the road, I curse them out, over, put my head through the window and curse them out for cutting me off. That's the world. As right. a Christian, job is to say, and, and I've worked on this. This is something, honestly, that I used to say, oh, okay, go ahead and try to kill me then. <laughs> right. <laughs> I lied. You know, that's the enemy trying to kill me. And I, it would be right. very to me at one point. Now I say, you know, this could be the last day that they have to make it to work on time or they lose their job. They could be on their way, a, a loved one at a uh, uh, hospital and that person is dying. You never know what's going on with the other person. What I do, I said, Lord, whatever that is, or it's just bad habit, whatever it may be, God. So you, you, you begin to look at them out of the grace that you would have wanted to be given if you were speeding, right? And if you cut somebody off with, uh, inadvertently. And I just believe that if as Christians, we would begin to be that example of being loving, being kind, Using your self-love as the springboard to love others, understanding the same grace that I would want to be given in any situation, even when my opinion may be wrong, even when I may be a little flippant in my answer, the same grace I would like to be given for me because I love me, I want to make sure that I'm giving that to others. And, and, and it's a basic, there's another thing that I think is missing from our culture today is everyone who disagree must be um, demonized. And right. it's not, it is not, we are all thinking, feeling human beings who should have ideas and thoughts of our own, and they don't have to look alike for us to still be respectful, or in other word, loving of our neighbor. Because it, it's, if we all thought alike, if God wanted just a bunch of zombies thinking and feeling and being the same, he would have made us that. But he made us uniquely with our own thoughts, ideas. <laughs> You preach it, sister. And when we stand in that uniqueness, because maybe it is that one that goes against the goat that bring that the Abraham that was saying, "Hey, let's go make something different than what the world's seen before." Because I heard God say, "Moves." Okay. Right. So if Abraham was just falling in line with everyone else, what would have happened? We would not have. The nation, um, the, the the Jewish nation, right? Because he would have still been where he is, um, 
and the Christian Jewish nation, I should say, let me clarify. Um, um, but because he heard God's voice and he says, I'm different. If Noah had just gone with everybody else and not built what no one knew was a, a vessel to, to, to float on water before that nobody knew, but because Noah heard a voice, believed the voice and was willing to be different, even in the mm. midst of, uh, against everybody who thought he was stupid and foolish, you still have to stand in obedience. And I think self-love and loving others is the same thing. It may not be popular and you may not even want to do it, but as a right. Christian, the right thing to do so you do it. And in us being more like Christ, I believe the world can change. We can begin, even as Christians, when I hear Christians fighting politically, and we have our ideas. We can bring them and share them, but we shouldn't hate each other at the end of that conversation just because we're different in our ideas about who's the right candidate. We need to ensure that we're respectful. If you say, hey, this is what I see in the word and this I want to back this candidate. This is the other person says, but no, but this other thing is what's important. You have to, in your own conscience, vote according to what the Holy Spirit tell you to vote. And we don't know why God would want a candidate up. He could be um, somebody that doesn't look like anything we want. But if that's who God says to do it, do it. Right. But let's stay in truth. So let's stay in love. And let's um, respect everyone's right to be, to have their own thoughts, ideas. And 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 this, this is one of the beautiful things about living in the United States. And I've traveled many different countries. Yes. And the thing most about being in this place is that we have a democratic society and yes. I value in that and um, I don't want anyone taking that from us so um, just an another we need to love each other enough to respect each other's right to be different than what than who we are you know um, I, I agree we do not know what we have here you know yeah. as being born to immigrants um, and my dad being in the military and we had to move around a lot all over the world, I got to see different cultures and I got to appreciate what we have here. But there are a lot of people who haven't been exposed to culture, so they don't even know what we have here. The, the freedom to say and be a jerk and, mm. and not be put in jail, you know, mm. and, or not be killed. Like people don't understand and like, it just gives such an entitlement, you know, but like this culture really is broken. And that's yeah. why it says in verse two of Romans 12, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Because guys, this is what's going to happen. God is moving. God is yeah. about his business. And he will always come in a way that you don't expect or that you don't think he should come as. You know, when they were expecting a king, he came as a baby, right? <laughs> and so he's going to come his way. And when Jesus was preaching at the Sermon on the Mount, he said, blessed are you. Blessed are you who don't get offended by me. Because he knew he was coming with the truth. He knew he was coming in a way that they didn't want. And he was saying stuff like, yeah, eat my blood, uh, eat my skin and drink my blood, you know, and and when he when when a guy comes at you like that, mm -hmm. your your flesh is gonna pull back. And right. so if 
if God is is moving, and we believe he is, and if you are imitating the world, if you are imitating culture, you're going to totally miss it. And worse, you're probably going to be fighting against him. And so self-love is good. But what's better than self-love is when you give love. Because God said it is better to give than to receive. And he said that no greater love can you experience than this, than laying your life down for somebody else. Or your friend. And And here's the thing is I'm seeing so many people in this weird environment that we're in is that people are pulling away. They're isolating. Christians, Mm -hmm. they're isolating. And so they have taken themselves away from what they think is pain, but they also have taken themselves away from the healing. Um, And a lot of people hate the church. Like even the people who are the church are hating the church. But here's the thing that God told me, when you hate the church and you're saved, you're hating yourself and you are stopping the possibility of healing. Let me tell you a story. Um, I, when I first got saved, people get, are surprised by this. I hated people. Like I literally hated them. I thought everyone was just crazy. I thought they were out to hurt me. I didn't want to be around them. And when I realized there was a God, I told him, okay, I want to be with you. And God gave me this scripture in Proverbs. It, I opened the book and it jumped out at me. So I knew it was Holy Spirit. I just didn't understand what it meant. He said, the, the scripture said, an empty stable is clean, but a stable filled with oxen comes much power. And I would like meditate on that because I didn't understand it. And I would keep asking God, you know, what are you trying to tell me? I know you're trying to talk to me. Eventually he answered me and he said, John, I know you, you would rather go into a mountain somewhere and be alone with me thinking you're going to have this peaceful life. And he said, you could do that. You could do that and you could have what you think is peace. But if you want my power, you're going to need to get around people because that's where I'm hanging out. And you know what? You're going to be stepping in crap. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because where the oxen are and he's used it. Uh, you know, people are probably going to disagree with me, but he used the SH word for me. <laughs> I was just duly saved. <laughs> I don't care if you get offended at that. I'm telling you my experience. And the thing was, like, like that is what people are doing. They are, they are going to the empty stables thinking they have peace. They think they're getting healing, but you're not getting healing because you won't get healing unless you receive the part of God that is in somebody else. And you're also not going to get healing unless you give, because there's something in you that you need to, that won't get activated unless you give it away. Right. And we're all called to kind of give that away too, John, right? We all, Mm -hmm. every Christian is, is, is supposed to give away the gospel to others. And and if we're relation, how are we going to achieve that? Right. It's in community. Um, Now, I kind of want to just leave you with the last words, advice, anything you want to say. You are my honored guest. I had such a wonderful time speaking with you. I still feel the Holy Spirit, but the floor is yours. (laughs) 
Thank you, John. I am so honored that you have asked me to be here. And I'm just, uh, as as we're talking here today, I'm like, man, I should have come before. I love discourse. I love to talk about God. And I love to get enlightened and to be enlightened and to hopefully share some enlightenment. And I truly, I would love to to just leave um, the hearers with knowing that God made us uniquely and wonderfully in his image. And life, traumas, pain can distort that, right, for us. And when we look in the mirror, we don't see what we like or don't like what we see. And um, the pain and the, the heaviness is there. God's intention is to, to, to bring healing. He is healing. Jehovah Rapha is his name, healing. And he took stripes that we may be healed. And healing just doesn't come in the physical sense. The emotional healing that comes to our spirit, to our soul, um, to that part of ourselves that we don't see, that soul guides our lives, that's very important. In the Christian realm, we don't put enough um, importance on healing the soul, healing the spirit part of ourselves, the part we cannot see, and that's important because we become better hearers, hearing God better when we're healed. Um, We express and manifest God better when we are healed and whole. We are able to um, share where God has brought us from and how the enemy brought trauma and woundings. And so many of us are walking around with mother wounds and father wounds that because of the people that were supposed to care for us, didn't care for us the way that they should have and didn't handle us with care. And so we think the God that we serve is like them and it's not so. So that's part of why it's important to have healthy mental health and a healthy outlook on life. And when we talk about mental health, we're talking about, um, you know, that parts of ourselves, the psychological, the social well-being, uh, right? Our minds, our spirit, all of that. And it's affected. And if that the trauma and the woundings get in the way of us being able to walk in our purpose and our plan and to walk according to God's will for us and to know who we are, it behooves us to go and get some help because God has put people here to help you on the journey. And to look more like Christ is my 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 aim in life every day is to be more loving, be more kind, be more gentle, be all that God, Jesus was. I want to be that. He walked in wisdom and he did not allow people to move him uh, out of the place that he knew he needed to stand. And we need to emulate that. And whatever gets in the way of that, if we and God can't fix it together because there's so much in the way, he's put people in the in out here for us to also help you on that journey. Christians, let me say, first of all, every mental health provider is not the same. Make sure you're going to a mental health provider that has the same Christian beliefs that you have, that holds on to what the word of God says, because the counsel they give could also move you away from the things of God. So you want to make sure that you're going to a provider that's a mental health uh, provider, but that is Christian, not spiritual but Christian. Okay. So let me say that. And, um, a, a little tidbit on self-love is, uh, I always say we have to learn to love ourselves, 
But remember, it's a springboard to be able to love others in the way that the two main commandments to love God and to love others as you love yourself is there's none greater than those two. And so if we're able to begin with us, that's important. It's like we tell mothers, put the mask on you first, take care of yourself first. We have to begin with us because that makes us better Christians (laughs) when we love ourselves and see ourselves through the eyes of God because we are made in his image, but it's a springboard to be able to love others just as well as we love ourselves. And if you don't love yourself, you cannot love others the way that Mm. you're supposed. It is not really love. It's a farce. So love you first so that you can love others the way that God wants us to love um, people. And so thank you so much. And I have um, just had a great time here today. Thank you for inviting me. You know, let me say this. it needs to be said again. You guys can't see me. PA can see me. I'm worshiping. I, I straight up feel the Holy Spirit because some of you need to hear this. Self-love is great, but if it's not empowering you to lay your life down, then it's jack. It's impotent. Yes. It is so lacking power. Jesus came to this earth and changed the world. We're still talking about him thousands of years later. And he is still changing because he didn't allow self-love to overtake and prevent him from laying his life down. He used it only to fill and give out. Amen. And I want to say this, and I want to pump up PA's practice, Um, Mm -hmm. and she's going to be giving the information. We're going to be putting the information on the description. Please, please, listeners, take care of your souls so that the world can experience you. It needs to experience you. Always at the beginning of uh, of this podcast, I say Romans 8, 19 where it says the very earth is groaning for the revealing of the sons and daughters. But how can the sons and daughters be revealed if you don't even know who you are? You need to take, you need to take care of your soul. And so, like she said, it's uh, not all um, mental health practitioners are the same. To go to a mental health professional that doesn't believe in God, and doesn't um, practice and teach biblical principles. It's like me trying to fix my TV, my my Sony TV, by going to Kenmore that makes toasters and say, "Hey, could you could you um, could you fix this for me?" They don't have the parts. They don't have the blueprint. It's impossible. When my dad, when my mom got cancer, my dad had to go through counseling, and he went to and I wasn't saved at the time, but he went to an unsaved um, counselor. He told me that his counselor told him to leave the family because it's t- the situation was too stressful for him. You're going to get that kind of jacked up kind of advice when you don't have the God kind of love. And so we're we're going to put her information here. And I I encourage you, if you need counseling, and EM want to try these new things, EMDR and all these things, go to PA. She is a godly woman. She cares. This is more than 
a business to her. This is this is a calling for her, and she wants to help you. PA, I thank you so much for for coming to the podcast. It has been an honor, and Andrea and I love you. Thank you so much. I love you guys as well. Thank you. My um, contact information, the name of the business is Living Well, and the phone number is 407-900-6605, and that will get you to the office to get an appointment. You can also look at our website, which is Living Well, C and C, that's Living Well, C as in cat, N as in Nancy, C as in cat, at gmail.com, uh, sorry, cnc.com. Livingwellcnc.com is the website and the email livingwellcnc at gmail.com. So those are our contact information. We're in downtown Orlando. Um, so we're um, central to most places and we would love to hear from you guys. Peace. Hey, I hope you like the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Uh